All right, what's up, family? It's your boy John Bacon from the Bacon Bits Podcast. Thank you so much for your support, likes, and ratings. Please don't just listen, but rate me, follow me, and subscribe. This is an amazing way to offer free support. My beautiful queen and I have some books that we have written for your growth. So the first book we have is a workbook, actually. It's called Healthy Relationships, and this is a workbook through the lens of faith. Because what makes a relationship healthy or unhealthy? So this workbook is designed, it's a 12-week, it's a biblically grounded course, and every week has a, a few different principles. So if some of our principles, some of our topics that we're covering are respect, uh, cultivating security. And this is not just between a husband and wife. This is between parents, between siblings, between friends, between your bosses, employers. So it's really important and everyone deserves a healthy relationship. And also we have The Balanced Life by John Bacon. It covers how to be prosperous in your finances, relationships, your health, your mind, and your spirit. And we also have The Unraveling, a creative healing journal, pinings, poems, prayers, and ponderings of my precarious life. Um, I've had a testimony of, uh, I've had two brain tumors and two brain surgeries, and I'm super grateful, but I'm still grieving the process of healing. And this is part of the process. In this book, you have devotionals, you have prayers, and you have some ponderings. And in between these pages, you, there's a space for you to also be prompted to paint and to create uh, your own. Or maybe you want to write something in these books. This is part of your creative healing journal that we get to walk through together. And you guys can just head over to Kingdom Servants First. Kingdom Servants, the number one, st.com. And you can purchase all three of these books Thank you for your support, your love, and your contributions. God bless. Welcome, family, to the Bacon Bits Podcast, where we desire for you to take the bits of information and immediately apply them to your life for success. The ground rules for our podcast is that it will always be encouraging, uplifting and informative the areas of life that we will be talking about on the bacon bits podcast is dealing with having a balanced life and you know i always need to hear these words at the beginning of the podcast say these words out loud valuable information applied equals success we want everybody that listen to this podcast not to just listen not just to be just informative but to apply the information to be successful and I am so proud and happy to have one of the most phenomenal young men I've ever met in my life. He is here to share with something, share something with us that we desperately need in our lives. But a lot of us struggle with it. And that is this wonderful thing called life insurance. Yes, I know it's hard for us to think about this because this is one of those serious topics sometimes that we don't want to talk about. But it's something that desperately needs to be talked about, because uh, if you really love your family and you want the best form, this is something that you need to talk about with your family. So let me introduce to some and uh, welcome to a whole lot of people. My wonderful brother, Nate McKelvey. Welcome to the podcast, Nate. Uh, thank you so much, John, for having me on today, Brother John. Uh, it is such a blessing <laughs> to have you here, man. And I know how much of a blessing that you've been to me with getting my uh, life insurance policies in order because uh, I'm not getting any younger, and that's something I desperately needed to get in order. 
Uh, so I am so grateful that you're here to share this information with the people because I want everybody that's in my life to have some in some insurance for the people that they love because uh, none of us are promised tomorrow. Mm -hmm. So we have to truly understand that uh, if I love my loved ones and I know mm -hmm. there's no piece of paper that's in my uh, wallet or my or any uh, young lady's purse that says they're going to live to see tomorrow. How much do I love the people by being uh, proactive mm -hmm. in the care I have mm -hmm. for my family members? So, Nate, I, I have some questions for you, brother. All right. Because I, I, I want my people to be informed and want them to have the best in life. So uh, what are the different types of uh, life insurance that there are? Well, that's a great question, John. And uh, before I begin, just want to say happy Liam to you. So that's Life Insurance Awareness Month. And so uh, this is proper. Uh, it's proper that we discuss the different types because uh, there are different types. And knowing uh, why you have them and how they fit into your portfolio of protection uh, is a big deal. You know, and so uh, many people, you'll say they know that they have coverage, but to know what you have and where you have it, um, that's what's going to make the difference in your loved one's life but there are about three terms i work for new york life and so there's uh three uh specific uh, life and life insurance policies that we use uh, one is term one is universal life and then one is whole life um the differences between them each is a uh, term is a temporary policy it is not meant to be in your portfolio uh, permanently and so the cost on a term policy is always increasing uh, you may be able to lock in the premium on that on that policy for a period of time uh, you will not lose your coverage, but after that time period ends, uh, you will find that that cost has grown exponentially because you are now older. Yes, sir. You are correct on that. I'm learning. <laughs> uh, and so many people have term through their employer. Um, it's temporary. Uh, again, once you leave that employer, that, that, that life insurance uh, stays with that employer. Um, which one is best? It's always good. It depends on where you're at in life, but uh, I always, you know, depending on the person I'm with, I, I recommend two uh, at a time. But the next one is universal, and universal is kind of like a hybrid policy, and so it works uh, as a little bit of term, and a, it works a little bit as a whole life policy. Uh, but it's term in, a, in the example that its co cost is always increasing on you. Mm -hmm. Okay, um, it's a false. A whole life or permanent policy because it has this word called cash value and when people see the word cash value they think oh I can borrow from that well you can't necessarily you can borrow from that in a, in a universal policy uh, but the cash value truly in a, in a universal policy is used uh, to c pick up on those costs as that, that policy gets more expensive later on in life. And so mm -hmm. the cash value is going to uh, supplement whatever your premiums are um, and the difference of your premiums because people like universal policies because the, the, the premium that you pay monthly uh, is flexible. Mm -hmm. So you can choose it. But if you fund it low, that cash value is going to be there to uh, to supplement it to keep it going further uh, down the road yeah and then there's whole life and so whole life is a policy uh, where your premiums don't increase you lock in uh, your death benefit you have access to your cash value and uh, it's going to be with you for the duration of your life as long as you're making your premiums and so uh, and so i always again when my, in my, in making recommendations and, and depending on people on their stages a uh, young person like myself with with the family I have term because if something happens to me tomorrow, <laughs> I need to maximize the benefit that goes to my wife and to yes, take care of my three yes. boys. Uh, but then thinking further down the road and also supplementing my policy, uh, my, my portfolio, 
I have whole life at, as well. So um, as I get older and I no longer, I fall out of the terms of, of the costs of, of term and it's no longer affordable for me, I have something permanent on my policy to uh, uh, to then leave behind to my family. Then I also have this little bit of savings uh, built into the policy to be able to, you know, offset whatever costs may come in with life at that time. Yeah, no, that that's really awesome because one of the things that I wish I, you know, somebody would have schooled me on earlier was the difference in the uh, life insurance policies because I bought term uh, because I knew uh, from what I was promised that like within a month that I first got the uh, policy was in case something happened to me, my wife would instantly get that that amount of money. And I have a great uh, insurance company with State Farm. You know, I know they're not paying me for this, but <laughs> down the line they will be. Uh, was su- super grateful for uh, the insurance that they placed on me because I had a 20-year term uh, for 250000 mm-hmm. So I was super excited about that. So if something happened to me between the ages of 45, and I think I have it all the way up to 65, I think, uh, that my wife would get, you know, that's a quarter of a million dollars. She ain't got to worry about, you know, standing on the corner doing no car washes mm-hmm. and no fish fries trying to get me uh, enough money to, you know, bury me. Mm-hmm. And that happens a lot because we live here in Tucson, Arizona, and almost every weekend we see some people standing out on the corner trying to raise money at a car wash to bury their loved ones. Mm -hmm. And that's sad, you know, because that person, even though they might have been a phenomenal mom, phenomenal dad, grandma, granddad, they weren't looking out for the people that they love by leaving behind enough money, you know, to bury them and have a a cushion in their life because that person's uh, income is no longer going to be coming in. So I think life insurance, even though it might not be what we supposedly call a sexy, you know, topic to talk about. It is definitely something that needs to be talked about. So I'm so glad uh, that you helped out with that. Thank you so much, Nate. Oh, and uh, you know, in your own planning, um, you know, one of the things when we, we when we spoke together, yeah. you know, you say longevity is, is is runs in your family, and you do well to take care of yourself. And so, uh, as that term policy uh, won't drop off, but will become more expensive after 65, yeah. we did some planning with permanent life insurance to make sure that something uh, truly is guaranteed to stay uh, in within your family and. Uh, leave a legacy behind or, or supplement uh, your wife if something were to happen to you. So uh, that's how the two work together because at some point uh, that term policy, like you said, it will just, it, it has some t- choices that you got to make yeah. about it. <laughs> and I'm so grateful that you did that because uh, one, of the, one of the things that I would highly suggest for people, and this is just not with life insurance, but we have to have some great relationships in our life. So I have great relationships with my uh, insurance uh, brothers. I have some great relationships with a mechanic. I got a great relationship with my doctor and I have a great relationship with my tax man. And those are some great relationships that you want to have in your life as an adult. But uh, one of the things I wanted to talk about, Nate, was this wonderful thing of the sooner you buy your life insurance, the better. So uh, we was talking about, because I'm 55 currently at this time, and my policy costs over $300 a month to have $100,000 of life insurance coverage. So it's another young man that we know. Uh, he bought his life insurance, and I think he's in his 30. Okay. And uh, it was amazing that the price difference mm-hmm. <laughs> from a 55-year-old mm-hmm. to a 30-year-old. So, Nate, can you expound on that? Yes, and so, uh, you know, life insurance is uh, – 
it is based on mortality. And so the closer you are to uh, expiring ages, the, the, the higher cost is. Uh, also, if you have health conditions, it can either cause you to be uh, declined right away or uh, you can get rated. And so uh, you, being exceptional in, in health, uh, got a great rating. And so that's a great, healthy $300 for yeah, yeah. <laughs> you. know. And so we also got to celebrate those wins that, that yeah, I, yeah. I, I am insured. Um, but... Um, Following that, there is a you know there is a pricing skill uh, that's included in that. But you're right, you know the earlier we put it in, uh, the sooner we can lock in uh, lower costs. But again, having various models and, and understanding of what we're um, what we have in our portfolio um, can really benefit us. And so um, you know, and so um, I know that you speak a lot to family. And so uh, you know, and especially in our community, it's about planning. And so, uh, if you have your coverage taken care of, it's I always recommend you start looking behind at the next generation. And so, uh, that young man at thirty, his his policy is half of your costs. But uh, me uh, being prepared for my three boys and wanting them to also have families and be able to take uh, care of their their fa- their families uh, if something were to happen, uh, they're half of his costs. And so, I have begun uh, planning for them uh, with permanent life insurance as well. And, um, you know, the benefits of that, again, uh, death benefit is guaranteed. Um, we don't, you know, children are susceptible to accidents, you yes, know, and yes, so uh, I would need time to, to heal from that. And so uh, that's in there, but also um, celebrations of, of needing a new car or uh, college or any of that kind of stuff, that cash value of their permanent policies, I will, as a parent, will be able to uh, distribute that as I see fit, you know, yes. and so that's part of the planning for them. Uh, and then ultimately, I hope they live healthy, full lives. And, yeah. uh, but as we all go on, <laughs> uh, you know, they will have substantial amounts uh, on them to, to leave behind uh, to the next generation. But that doesn't leave them off the hook. That doesn't yeah. mean that they don't yeah. need life insurance. It just means that they need to put that on their children going forward. Yeah. And that's the blessing of talking about, man, generational wealth and generational inheritance, because, you know, a lot of times we live in a generation right now where everything is about me mm-hmm. Right now, I want instant gratification. And we don't think about delayed gratification being a blessing to those that we leave behind. So I think uh, schooling them on that information of having life insurance at an early age is a wonderful thing. But Nate, the question I have is, is there a waiting period between coverages from the time that, you know, the person dies to the not that that person dies, but when the person first gets the coverage and when the person, the coverage kicks into effect? Um, so uh, each company may, may run themselves differently. I know that with New York Life, uh, if you, uh, at the time of, of application, if you put money down with your application with us in, uh, in good faith saying that you want this uh, policy, New York Life will insure you through the underwriting process. And so that guarantees that if anything were to happen to you uh, up to three months uh, into the process, because sometimes underwriting uh, can be... <laughs> Can, can take some time it's yeah. it's a it's a chance for our underwriters to check your health and uh and then go request medical records and your know, doctor office is not always uh, cooperative with that uh but you can be insured instantly through that um then once that that, that policy's in place or even through that uh for new york life as a company it takes about seven days for them to get that uh, benefit to your family uh, but again it, it's no, having good relationships, like you said, with your insurers, companies work differently and policies uh, have different stipulations in them. And so there's some guaranteed policies that people uh, invest in 
and they have no underwriting involved in them, uh, but they have very fine guidelines that if you you know pass within the first two years, yeah. you only get the premiums that you put into them wow. uh, back, and so you don't get your family doesn't get that full death benefit that they see you yeah. they see you sending checks for each month, and so um, you got to be aware of that. Yeah, and it's and it's good to know that uh, you have to do your research. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't want to just go with just any. Uh, company, but you want to go with a reputable company that's been mm-hmm. around for a while and also, you know, that mm-hmm. has a good reputation. Mm-hmm. Uh, does every life insurance have to have a physical with it? Um, so I would say any every personal life insurance. Uh, so let me backtrack. Juvenile policies with New York Life do not require uh, physicals. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, and physicals is, is probably the wrong kind of word to use um, because what uh, we do require is labs. So that's blood work and, and a urine sample and mm-hmm. then uh, medical history. And so that's, that's, that's typical with, um, you know, life insurance policies. Uh, and that's the difference when you, go, when you apply for yourself, that's, that should be the process. And that's how you get, you know, your rating again. And you have that excellent rating uh, based off your conditions. If that's not involved in the process, then you're probably getting your group policy. And so you're probably, if you're healthy, you're probably paying uh, more. You could be paying more than, than you should be because you're, you're you're coming at an average you know they're taking the group as a whole and saying this is the average uh that will insure you guys for and so uh but when you're going applying personally that should be a part of the process and you should um you know but the benefits of a group policy is if you know that you're not in the best health Mm -hmm. and you know that you may have some medical history uh just not in yourself or in your family those group policies can get you in uh where we're applying personally may you may have you know some challenges because of your health Oh, right on. So you said juvenile doesn't need to uh, have an exam. So what's the age of the juvenile? Okay, so the age of a juvenile is 14 days. So you can insure a child. Uh, you have to have a personal relationship with that child uh, at 14 days of age. And that insures wow. them for the permanent duration of their life, you know. And then uh, you, know, you get into complex things as writers. So you yeah, can add some yeah. other goodies onto the policy uh, to enhance the benefits of that policy over time. But, uh, yes, when we're talking about insuring our kids, you know, um, you know, I've, I, I remember going to uh, an elementary. There was a, a, a young lady who passed away of leukemia. You know, and so uh, had she been insured, you know, at birth, you know, she she could have, uh, you know, at least she, you know, something would have gone to the family uh, in the wake of her passing, you know. But um, but, you know, after we come across some of these things, uh, you know, living in this fallen world. Yeah. (laughs) You know what I mean? Uh, You know, it's we the people who want it are the ones who can't get it because, again, that 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 medical history has already been established. And sometimes, uh, you know, it's not, uh, you know, it's it's a. It's kind of a gamble, you know. What I mean, yeah, it's a gamble yeah. for the insurance company, and so they're 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 really hedging their bets on long life, and so yeah. that's uh, and so that's why uh, people get denied uh, when when they have you know those various things that they mm-hmm. encounter. So, can you increase or decrease the benefit amount after your plan goes into effect? So, if I you know I'm starting off with a hundred thousand, mm-hmm. but I want to go up to two hundred thousand, it, does it change uh, drastically? Okay. So life insurance is sort of a contract, and it's a one-sided contract because uh, the onus is on uh, most of the onus is on the, the insurance company. It mm-hmm. doesn't affect your credit or anything like that if you default or you don't make your premiums or anything. But because it's a contract, um, you know you can't increase that policy um, uh, per se. Okay, you can apply for additional life insurance, and mm-hmm. sometimes uh, there's guidelines uh, that certain companies use to get you. Bu- 
you know, additional life insurance using already uh, on file medical records. And so uh, that's a good way to increase yourself. But uh, once you have settled on a policy, uh, that usually stays in effect uh, as that policy. Okay. So how much life insurance should I consider as? I mean, does that vary from person to person? Okay. And so that's, that's an excellent question. Uh, one of the biggest things is that uh, in our community and just as a whole, that, that we don't insure ourselves properly. Yes, okay? uh, we think um, when we have insurance, uh, at least if something happens to me, I can pay off the car or I can pay off the house and settle some debts. Uh, there's a big major factor, uh, especially in uh, two-parent homes or, or families. Yes. That is overlooked, and that is your income. That is your ability to to uh, work. You are an asset. <laughs> you know what yes, I mean. Yes, and, yes. and so, um, how many years do we need to uh, supply your income uh, if something were to happen to you? Is is a factor that many you know people leave out of their life insurance planning, and so um, that. That should be factored into how much you need. And then again, it's, it's really your stage in life, you know, but uh, the ultimate plan for life insurance uh, should be uh, term has a purpose, you know, mm-hmm. and so, you know, you, you should have an idea of, of your your expenses and, and, and your need as a family and how long you need that. And so uh, most times when I sit down with a family, I base it off of the youngest child. Uh, you know, or retirement, whatever, yeah. uh, to get some form of a period of how long we need this term because, um, you know, because it's temporary, because it doesn't give us money back. Right, it, you right. know, we don't want to overpay for it, and we don't want to have it uh, longer than we need it. And so, then the plan is to again supplement with something permanent so that as that drops off, we you know we can at least meet uh, you know college needs or final expenses or something like that with something permanent. And so uh, it's really trying to, you know, find that right number for the family. And, and so it's different for each individual, but it's really using products together in order to meet that need. And then it's also to consider, you know, what's the budget? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. What, what, what does your income say? Because uh, we don't, the last thing we want is, is for people to, to lapse their policies or not, or not to be able to continue with their policies. And so uh, a lot of factors go into uh, meeting with a life insurance professional yeah. to, to, to get to that amount. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm used to, you know, sometime when we watch, you know, movies on mm-hmm. uh, TV, you know, they always have this, you know, funny thing going on with, you know, who's a beneficiary and, uh-huh. and you know, should they get the money or shouldn't get the money. Uh, question I would have for you is who should be the beneficiary and how and can you change the beneficiary? Okay. Excellent question. And so, uh you the beneficiary it, 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 like people buy life insurance because they they love somebody yeah. <laughs> or 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 they owe somebody you know and so <laughs> and they don't want it but it, even when you owe somebody you love somebody because you don't want to leave them uh, with the burden of covering your expenses right yeah, and so yeah. um the beneficiary should be somebody that you trust you know what i mean somebody that that you you trust to handle your affairs uh but then uh, also part of um you know, this protection uh, foundation that we established with New York Life is that uh, electing a beneficiary is not, not only not the only part of the puzzle. You need mm-hmm. a will. You need a trust. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you need these other things in place to make sure your money's going uh, where you want it to go because yeah. that's really what ultimately um, your your decision, you yeah. know what I mean? Uh, but there there's so many examples and families of heartache of, of yeah, what's what happens when you elect the wrong beneficiary yes. <laughs> or or uh, to that you want to maintain and keep up your beneficiary yeah, because yeah. in some instances there's people who have ex-spouses as their beneficiaries they pass away and then the the current spouse uh, has lots of difficulty getting to that that benefit uh, that the family needs you know and so uh, can you change the beneficiary yes and you should update and, and, and be in con- communication with your 
uh, insurance agent regularly so so that you know when it happens because you're no longer there to make decisions you're no right. longer there to to direct the discussion um you know your your will is 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 is, is laid out <laughs> Uh, another question that's coming to my mind. I love how when we keep dialoguing, more questions keep coming to my mind. Uh, so is there times that insurance companies might not pay out the uh, benefits to that policy because of something maybe the person did? You know, okay. whether they mean suicide or something like that, you know, okay. all those factors. Okay. So uh, there are investigation periods uh, in, in it. How stringent certain companies are. Again, that's based off of their rating, you know. So New York Life is a top-rated company. And so... Um, you know, it's based off of the own company's thing. But if you intentionally uh, mislead on, on your application, mm-hmm. uh, I believe it's up to like maybe three years that the, the uh, could be more. Um, the life insurance company can, um, you know, can dispute a claim and, and, not, and not pay out. Um, when you mention suicide, um, it's not common knowledge, but um, usually uh if suicide happens after two years of the policy, the insurance company will still pay out because uh, the the mindset behind that is if someone's thinking of com- committing suicide, they'll do that recently. They don't usually hold on to that thought right. more than two years and and do that. So um, yeah, so there are some stipulations where the the, the life insurance companies will um, yeah can dispute a claim. Okay. Uh, may I ask, like, are there lifestyle factors that can benefit, uh, increase or decrease? A plan that's in effect. So, if, say, if I work as a firefighter or a policeman, mm-hmm. uh, and their policy compared to mine being a uh, clinical support specialist, which is basically a group leader, group facilitator, mm-hmm. uh, is would there be a variation if if me and the guy or the woman were in the same the same age, same category, everything would line up, but our professions are one is you know a little bit more hazardous mm-hmm. than the other. Would there be a major difference in the uh, policy? Right. So at initial, uh, you know, application, uh, there will be and there could even be a denial based off of what you do. Uh, again, there is a rating system. And so uh, the riskier uh, the profession. Yeah, you can, you know, pilots. Right. Yeah. <laughs> they, they, yeah. Uh, you know, they, they, they get rated. But um, the other side of your question that I heard, if you already have a policy in place, nothing can be changed about that policy. You know, so the, the life insurance company uh, cannot come back and, and uh, you know, withdraw your insurance or increase your premium on you uh to the to the best of my knowledge because that, again that is a contract that's been in place they've already done their underwriting and so that's uh that's it you know but um yeah they do do their due diligence ahead of time again and you don't want to be misleading but if that's where life takes you five years into policy or 10 years into policy you know your, your policy is your policy um but uh yes at application yes there's art there you know your occupation again your build uh, your health history, your family's health history, um, you know, again, life choices. So uh, smoking uh, is a factor. Uh, smoking weed is a factor, you know, how regularly you do that. Um, insurance companies mostly test for nicotine. Uh, but again, if, if if being honest in the, in, in the interview part, because there is an interview, uh, a health history interview that, that usually accompanies uh, the application, um, if it's, you know, admitted to that, that, that it's a daily habit for you, then um, that can help you. That's um, a big thing, too. I mean, I don't know how uh, much life insurance companies want this out there, but mental health is a big factor. So, you know, if you're, you know, if you're on multiple medications uh, for mental health, that can also be a factor in, uh, whether you uh, will uh, be successfully uh, insured uh, through a life insurance company, because, again, that plays onto the factor of, 
uh, morbidity. How you know? Will you take your life? Yeah. Uh, you know, and so um, all these factors get get paid. But because life insurance companies uh, go through all this, <laughs> because they go through all this research ahead of time, and the process can be cumbersome. Um, you know, once you have your policy, your policy is your policy. Mm-hmm. Man, that's awesome, Nate. So, what made you get into insurance in the first place? Wow, that's a good question. That's not one I'm prepared for. <laughs> you know, but you know, I, I always like to uh, liken. Um, I like helping people. Um, I like uh, serving my community, and uh, you know, I know that this is a a gospel filled ministry um, for you as well. And that's how I feel about my uh, my my choice in career in, in life insurance. I have a finance degree from the U of A. Um, COVID lent itself to uh, me returning to this field of work, and I and, I, and there was a lot of opportunity that I saw um, in this uh, and so uh, that that's really what's brought me here is I get to be in front of people I get to uh, educate and then uh, make sure that uh, you know substantial plans are in place uh, so that families can uh, live their best life if something were to happen I know so I definitely want to ask this question so uh, you know we still have some people that are going back and forth teetering on, you know, whether I should give life insurance or not. Give me uh, some great benefits of why you should get life insurance. Why you should get life insurance? Um, life insurance is just what you said in the beginning. If you love somebody. Yeah, okay? yeah, and so, and, and so uh, there's two, there's another two reasons why people get life insurance. It's either need or greed. Okay. And so you need it because you got a family and you, you want to do the responsibility thing. Uh, but if you're young and, and I know that there's uh principles and, and ideas floating around Instagram and Facebook and YouTube about uh, uh, infinite banking and, and, and the benefits of whole life. If you're young, uh, you know, think ahead. Okay. And, and that's the best thing you can do for yourself is listen to the wisdom of this podcast and, and plan ahead, save yourself some costs and, and t- capture some benefits early um, and, and in those discussions. And so um, the benefit of life insurance is, is just that, you know, um, if you need it, get it yeah. <laughs> and sit down with somebody to make sure you're, you're getting the right amount, you know, mm-hmm. um, you know, a million dollar policy is not as expensive as, as, as you would think it is. You know what I mean? And that's, we've seen inflation. Uh, that's really what it takes uh, to, you know, for a family to survive yeah. in these days, you know? And so uh, take care of yourself that you can have access to that and then have it for the amount of time that, that, that it is that your family is growing or in need of that. Yeah. Uh, but then plan ahead. And so that greed part for our younger listeners, you know, <laughs> you families are ahead. You know what I mean? Some, yeah. We say, I'm never going to get married. Or I want to live this way forever. Uh, you know what I mean? Lock those things in, plan ahead because, you know, you never know what, what, what God has in store for you. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. so, uh, and then take advantage of some of those other benefits. Take, you know, be greedy and say, I'm paying myself back and this is tax-free money that I'll be able to borrow from and, and, you know, just talk to a professional. We can let you know the benefits of that in your portfolio. Uh, but um, those are the two main reasons, you know, I think life insurance are very important. And again, um, you know, you just don't know what turns life will take. And so you really just want to protect yourself. Oh, I'm so grateful for you, man. You have been such a blessing to me in understanding this whole life insurance game. Uh, question for you, because you work here in Tucson, Arizona. If somebody was listening in North Carolina or Michigan or California, could they call you to work out a life insurance policy 
for them there or would they have to reach for somebody local? Um, so uh, I would, you know, it depends. I, I come across different people. It just depends really <laughs> on the level of, of sincerity, uh, you know, and, and earnestness of, of wanting the policy. But uh, me as an agent, I'm registered in certain sta- states. And so uh, North Carolina is one of them, South Carolina, Texas, California, Washington, uh, Iowa. And so there's some registrations I got <laughs> uh, pursuing some opportunities that didn't work out. Uh, but, you know, um, if the first person's family, uh, if the person's serious, you know, I would go the lengths of, of registering uh, in their city or in their state in order to, uh, you know, and help their family, because that's really what this is about, you know, and and that's how we grow our practices as, as agents is really helping and then word of mouth and, and, and introductions to uh, deeper levels of people's families and their networks uh, so that we can you know help because that's really what we want to do. And that's really how uh, you know families continue to be successful because they have a plan and that plan is to you know have life insurance in place in case something happens. That is awesome. So, uh, my brother, would you be so kind as to give the people your information so they can reach out to you? Yeah, so I'm a local agent here in Tucson, Arizona. Uh, My phone number is 520-229-7567. That's five two zero two two nine seven five six seven, and and I respond to to uh, text even if you just want to have uh, ask some questions uh, further on the conversation that you've heard today. Uh, always available, and we work with uh, you know our office is about fifty agents full, and so. Uh, when you're working with an agent with New York Life, we do so much more than just life insurance. And it's so it, it's a foundational part of, of financial well-being, but there's so much more that we offer in terms of retirement planning and family planning uh, that if you have those questions as well, that New York Life is there uh, to, to ask answer those questions for, for your listeners as well. Yeah, it's a tremendous blessing knowing that you have that security that if something happens to you, because like I said, we're not promised tomorrow. But it's a blessing to know that you are leaving behind a legacy for your family financially and from the lifestyle that you live. So, Nate, I'm so grateful that you've taken the time out to be with me and answer some of these questions that uh, go through people's minds. Because uh, I'm a firm believer in my life where I'm at now. If you do not know the answers to something, please kill your pride, kill your ego and ask somebody for the information. So I am so grateful for you, man. Uh, Got nothing but love for you, and I want the best for you and your family, man. Thank you so much for being here. Oh, thank you so much, Brother John. Happy Liam to you. And uh, it is really an honor and a blessing just to be on your podcast. I I know you told your relationships close, and I'm really uh, happy to be in that circle that that you keep close to the chest. All right. Thank you, my brother. God bless everybody. We'll see you next time on The Bacon Bits.